Hey everyone, my name is Yarrow and you're listening to the Creative Nature podcast. You might also be hearing my dog panting in the background, so if that's the case, I'm sorry. Um, this is already the second podcast episode I'm recording today and I'm excited to talk a little bit more about how I'm feeling at the moment, what the summer is like and to kind of create this little diary entry for you but also for my future self in a way I feel very um very hesitant around journaling and writing at the moment and I kind of feel more energized around just pressing record and talking about how I'm feeling and I'm hearing from you that you're really enjoying my solo episodes which I'm so grateful for so I want to talk about yeah what it means to sit at the feet of plants today and Before I do, as always, a few announcements. So the first one is the Embodied Business Community is currently open for enrollment over at Yarrow Digital and I will link to that in the show notes. Secondly, I'm offering a program called Mending Together in November and December this year and this is all about making time to make some textile art with your hands um, and maybe it doesn't have to be called textile art because that maybe makes it feel like you have to know what you're doing, which you really don't. <laughs> But I'm going to share um, about embroidery and about how I've made ritual items in the past few years that have helped me kind of calm my anxiety, to keep my hands busy in a really gentle way and to create something that is meaningful for me in my ritual practice and kind of as an alternative to journaling, I guess really love the idea of slow stitching I've learned a lot from Emma Freeman who's also been who actually who will be on the podcast and um yeah I'm excited to create this space it's a six-week program leading towards the winter solstice and I know it's a long shot but it just came to me so clearly this one Saturday evening that I was like well I'm just gonna start offering that I guess in case anyone else like me really wants to already plan for winter And then I'm also offering a virtual weekend retreat around the Samhain weekend at the end of October. Um, it's likely going to be called Stories and I'm not totally sure yet what the format will be. But it will involve uh, ritual together, sharing, journaling, maybe some plant magic. And I will let you know about that as soon as I know. But if you know you want to attend then you can already put that in your diary if you like. All right, so how does this episode come to be? I received a newsletter this morning by the wonderful Sam Wallen, who's also been on the podcast, and she shared about um, the heartbreak of navigating this time in a way that really resonated with me. And so I wanted to expand on that as well. And something um, that, that Sam spoke to was this, intensity of division around issues like getting vaccinated or not vaccinated and how to navigate this current part of the pandemic and it really spoke to me because I'm I mean I'm feeling lots of things that I will share about in a moment but I'm really at the moment missing and grieving this feeling that we had at the very beginning now a year and a half ago where there was this real strong outpouring of compassion and um, you know a real sense of showing up for community that I hadn't seen before in this way 
I mean, obviously not because it was a really unique situation. And yes, it was incredibly painful and traumatic and so destabilizing. But there was also, yeah, like I said, just this real sense of compassion that I'm not feeling in the same way anymore right now. I mean, obviously I'm compassionate, you know, I'm trying to be, but um, I just don't feel that as strongly. And I think, as I've mentioned before in other solo episodes, it makes sense that we're getting tired, right? Like this has been going on for a long time and compassion fatigue is real and we are also just connecting online so much more and there there are mechanisms in place that mean that we're often kind of operating within within these echo chambers where we are mainly hearing from or witnessing people that already have similar opinions to our own i really recommend the documentary the social dilemma if you're interested in that um that really gave me a lot to think about and so yeah that was that was interesting i had my second vaccine this friday and i didn't have a reaction to it this time i did the first time i had it um but that was also right you know like i am it was gone after a week and i was just feeling a lot more tired than i usually do and I had an infection that kind of flared up a little bit after um, the vaccine because my um, my immune system, I'm assuming, just kind of went into overdrive trying to get some really big jobs done, right? And yeah, I'm really grateful that I had the chance to be vaccinated here in the UK. I also feel guilty, though I'm not sure that is quite the right word, but I'm just feeling aware that there are so many people around the world whose stories are really not being told at all, who just are much more at risk than I am and who still don't have access to the vaccine and likely won't have access to the vaccine for a long time to come. And I'm, I'm shocked to see just the utter disregard in Western um, countries. Again, that's the wrong dis description, but I think you know what I mean. Um... I just really had hoped at the beginning of the pandemic that there would be more global solidarity um, and it's sad to see that that isn't really happening. Um, what's really frightening me at this time, I mean there are many things, the, uh, the latest report on climate change came out today um, I forgot its name, I'm really sorry but I'm sure again you know what I mean, uh, which is also frightening but uh, last week I was thinking about along these lines you know like my my second vaccination was coming up I was really excited about it um, and I was trying to um, understand why some people choose not to get vaccinated and I really wanted to yeah you know be open as best as I can and understand what's happening for people and I'm not on social media anymore but I can obviously look at open Instagram profiles. If someone has their profile public, then um, I can look at that if I want to. And I fell down this rabbit hole of um, conspiracy conspiracy theories. Um, and it wasn't a good thing to do, honestly, because it made me feel pretty horrible. And I think, you know, everyone's anxiety is different, but my anxiety kind of really wants as much information as possible i want to understand what's going on for people i want to understand what their thinking is and i want to gather as much information as possible and that kind of makes me feel in control which is obviously such a delusion um 
but anyway that is what's going on for me I'm no I know I'm not alone and what frightened me was the intensity of aggression and yeah really kind of seeing illustrated what had worried me after watching the social dilemma of how we are so isolated within these social media spaces and really only get our own message reinforced rather than to really hear other perspectives and the thing is I I am feeling really strongly that getting vaccinated is the right thing for me to do I feel really committed to protecting my community as best as I can um I I'm clear that there's evidence that vaccines are not perfect I mean that's always been clear but um they do offer really good protection against severe infections they lower the risk of infection overall and most importantly for me personally they lower my risk to spread it even though I understand I can still spread COVID even now that I'm going to be fully vaccinated in a few weeks time and I'm not planning to change you know my lifestyle drastically I'm still recovering from the accident and my mobility isn't isn't kind of what it used to be so I'm having a pretty slow life and I don't personally miss being in big group spaces though I totally understand that some people do um I'm an introvert so I guess you know this is just not as hard for me to do in some ways as it might be for other people um but yeah so well, anyway where I was going to take this is I'm clear that you know I've got vaccinated that felt right for me to do I know a lot of people um, who've lost relatives to COVID I have a lot of friends who are dealing with long COVID um, I'm heartbroken for them I want to protect you know people I love as best as I can I think the evidence is there so for me it's been a clear choice having said that I really understand that people are skeptical of the government of the media of big farmer and frankly so am I right I just um yeah I think that's a that's a in a way that makes sense as a response to be really skeptical and um it kind of saddens me in a way though that this is the issue that so many people got politically activated around because um been skeptical of these things you know my whole adult life and um I think there's so much really valuable conversation to be had around what we want to do about that but it seems that this question of getting vaccinated or not has really kind of crystallized um opinions and standpoints in a way that really surprises me and with the report today coming out on climate change, for example, I'm feeling worried that we're really losing the ability to talk to each other and to collaborate to make change happen. And, you know, this is, again, not news. This we, We've known this before, this report, of course, but it is just becoming so urgent that we fundamentally change the way we inhabit this planet. And to be able to do that, we're gonna really have to collaborate and be able to talk to each other and I think yeah like it feels like that is something that's slipping away right now um so that worries me I, I already talked a lot about what what worries me I want to add a few things in here um I just recorded or I just finished recording the main episode and as I was hanging up in her quotes I thought um, there's more I have to say and I'm kind of anxious that I missed some important points that maybe 
I've actually been lacking the nuance that I was saying that I wanted myself. So I'm just going to name a few more thoughts that I had and things that I've observed. And they're really in, in no way conclusive. I'm open to be wrong, you know. And I think there's so much more to this discussion. And all I can offer at this point, I guess, is just kind of the snapshot of how I'm feeling right now, what's going through my head, what I'm wishing for. So one more thing I wanted to say is that I felt really shocked by the amount of people who called each other stupid on both sides of this argument. That really made me sad. And I mean, I'm not that naive, right? I know people have called each other stupid uh, for eons, basically. But <clears throat> I just really felt like the fronts were so much more hardened around this than I've seen them be in other political spaces or around other ideas. and. So that's something that I'm sitting with, I guess. Yes, And then I was also really saddened to see um, a lot of ableism and spiritual bypassing. What I mean, for example, is people saying things like, well, when it's my time, it's my time, and we're all going to be reborn anyway. And I think, I mean, I mean, I don't even know where to start here, to be honest. Um, of course, you know, like, death is a mystery in some ways we don't really really know what's going to happen and we each get to have our own beliefs around that but I think to say well when it's my time it's my time is just really disregarding the pain of people who've lost loved ones the pain of people who are uh, because they're marginalized at much higher risk of dying you know obviously it's easier to say when it's my time, it's my time, when you're white and you've had access to healthcare and good food and education and support your whole life. And that's not the reality that many people are living in. And I think, I mean, I know, I just don't, don't just think that, I, I know that to be absolutely isolated and to be shielding for a year and a half um, because of pre-existing conditions or you know whatever the reason might be but to to be in that experience and then to hear stuff like well it's mainly older or fat people that are dying is just brutal and I don't wish that for every anyone really I think I mean yeah <laughs> it's just unbelievably brutal and um an ableist and I think we have to we have to call it that um but yeah, like I said, at the same time, I think it's not okay to, to call each other stupid or to say that people who are not getting vaccinated are dirty. Um, I think that makes me really sad as well, right? And I also think that it's really okay to have questions. I, I have had questions, you know, I had a, a bunch of infection this, this summer, um, a surgical site infection on my leg, and then an infected tooth and I noticed that after my first vaccine those things kind of really flared up so I brought the medication that I was giving for this to my second vaccine appointment and I just asked you know should I wait a little bit more until my body has recovered more fully from surgery um what should I expect you know is it okay that I've just been on this medication um and I worry with where this conversation is going that maybe people have questions that are totally understandable to have but feel anxious about being labeled an anti-vaxxer if they raise them or if they're seeking spaces in which they can um, explore and discuss their concern right like I, I don't want that for anyone either and I think 
I'm also thinking about how um, how this illustrate is illustrating to me how inexperienced we are around our own grief and anger. So I understand, for example, that people of color or Jewish people point out that their recent ancestors have experienced medical violence and medical experience and that um, experiment and that they are worried as well and have concerns and really want their uh, voices to be heard around this, especially when actually their voices has been have been so marginalized in, in lots of conversations that are foundational at this time. And, you know, we have to, I mean, I think all of us have to confront the fact that we haven't, um, we haven't really made reparations for those things. We haven't even really acknowledged the pain that we have caused as white people. Um, and so, yeah, we, we have to sit with that. And then just, just remembering that we can't shame each other into growth, right? I think shouting at each other that we're stupid it probably is not it's just not where it's at right now um so yeah and uh, those are those are some more thoughts to be added here um i'm sure there's more i'm sure there's a ton that i've forgotten but here we are i didn't want to keep quiet even though i know that um what i have to contribute isn't isn't perfect or isn't some kind of end point in my thinking right now um but i hope that you feeling a little bit less alone maybe just being able to listen to someone else exploring their own thoughts and exploring your own and speaking to your friends and having conversations feels like such an important thing to be doing right now yeah so i i feel just kind of um at a loss as as to how much nuance this conversation has has never had or maybe lost and I haven't been on social media since the beginning of the year. So I don't know if it's gotten worse or if it's just changed. I feel sad that so many people on both sides or any side don't feel that they're being listened to, that their worries and fears are being taken serious, that I imagine it feels often like just being shouted at, which is an awful thing to experience. And as someone who you know, has been lied to structurally, you know, by the government or by humans or someone who also in some ways has lost bodily autonomy. I really understand the desire to have those things back and to be critical, right? And I also see in myself or I understand my own privilege in that I was um I was able to access a ton of education um, I felt really lucky to be able to do NMA and to study with the Open University. This past year, I took a course in philosophy with the Open University, which I totally loved and really just felt so nourishing to me. I mean, it's obviously not a perfect curriculum at all. Universities have their own agendas. Um, academia is in no way perfect. Um, but it just kind of gave me a lot of food for thought. And also, I think being used to accessing uh, research papers just maybe in some ways helped me understand statistics and do uh, research in areas that I was interested in. I just feel confident in that. And I think many of us aren't that lucky. Many of us don't have people to talk to, to discuss their concerns. And, and that's just heartbreaking. That is not the basis of radical transformation and 
real collaboration, right? Um, so yeah, mm. I'm also hearing from people and thinking about how this is playing out in the wellness industry, how there's a real sense of polarization there as well, how some people really grieve not being able to access spaces that they have been really enjoying previously because, um, you know, social distancing isn't isn't present there or mask wearing isn't a thing and um, and they don't feel safe for good reasons. And at the same time, I know people who um, are really disappointed and disillusioned in what some of the people that they've perceived as leaders in their fields are saying and how they're showing up. And I know that that can feel really heartbreaking as well. I've, I've definitely experienced that this past year and rethinking my relationship with people that I've learned from. And that's a big process that can take up a lot of time. And I think it brings up questions around why we yearn sometimes for people who we think of as knowing more than we do. I mean, that was a weird long sentence. You know, I think it is is bringing into question our own relationship to power and leadership. And I think to some extent it's human at a time of such massive upheaval and uncertainty and pain to want to have something to look to and to have that take, taken away uh, for whatever reason is painful, right? And I think that to, uh, to come back, to circle back to the very beginning of me recording this episode, that made me think about the idea of so much of sitting at the feet of plants and being really quiet and listening and making time for grief and ritual. The book Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Well Kimmerer comes to mind here as a source of inspiration. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's so much more to that that indigenous cultures have always known and really valid, valued and that we are... Um, reconnecting with um at a time that it is so necessary to do that work and to not shy away from from the discomfort of also confronting our own histories or legacies of white supremacy and colonization that have um that have divorced us that's probably also the wrong word from um that connection that is so nurturing and that maybe helps us not need leaders or um you know overpowering people in our lives so much oh yeah i'm also thinking a lot about understanding belonging beyond the human world which again is something that i learned a lot from that book that i just mentioned um i think when i feel that sense of dis disillusion and overwhelm from any media be that social media or um or you know, whatever the news anything really it feels so helpful for me to understand myself as part of the human world but also very much the non-human world of like you know the greater the the greater perspective of this landscape that i'm in the seasons that i'm in and how they play out in a micro and macro way so it's summer for example right now but I just really don't feel like some. I'm feeling very late autumn, very introverted and cozy at home and taking time to process and really thinking about 
what aspects of my previous social life I want back and what aspects I'm really happy to live without for the rest of my life. I think that, yeah, I was mentioning to my friend the other day, I don't think my introvert batteries have ever been this fully charged in my whole life before. And so what do I want to do with that? And I want to be honest, I feel really quite anxious sometimes about winter because the last winter was hard for me. I'm living alone and there was snow for a long time in January and February this year at the time that I was also um, recovering from a snow-related accident. And so I was really kind of stuck in my home. I had a lot of help from a professional dog walker for my two dogs and I really missed going outside. I remember the first real walk in late spring that I took and how the trees had changed um, how I hadn't really seen that yet and it was so beautiful and surprising and yet not surprising at all right because the seasons obviously just do their thing whatever is happening in my life and yeah that was that was difficult and I'm I I don't make any predictions about how this winter is going to play out because so much has changed or been different than we had hoped or or planned it to be so I think there's just yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that we don't know right now and um, and that's difficult. I find it difficult to be with that uncertainty. At the same time, I see so much creativity all around me. I see people that have already had creative practices or began new ones really blooming right now and that feels so exciting to me and I also, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that I am really lucky to be able to put into place. I signed up for my local library. Um, I have a little garden, um, which I love. I keep my home so cozy. Um, I ordered a bunch of secondhand books to have this little library ready that I can draw from in winter. And I'm hoping to make time for things that I've long wanted to make more time for. Um, where in the past maybe I knew it was important to me and I have sometimes made time but never as much as I really wanted and uh, one thing for example is just to read books by people that have drastically different experiences than my own um, you know obviously that's always been important to me in some ways but reading stories from people of color from people with other disabilities from older people, from younger people. I love young adult novels, by the way. I know they're not necessarily written by young people, but you know, um, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, really understanding the human experience from lots of different angles and trying to um, create online spaces myself that offer intimacy and not just kind of crowded, <laughs> crowded stuff. Um, thinking a lot about accessibility and how so many of us, especially queers, I mean, but that's just, just my people, I guess, um, have at the beginning of the pandemic really felt that so much more has suddenly become available to us. Um, you know, not people that can normally go to pride marches, but people who haven't been able to do that kind of thing or can't go to clubs or don't have the money to um, take workshops or uh, go to university or whatever um, suddenly there was just more that we could do from our own beds and I want to really want to keep that going I'm feeling committed to creating that kind of online space moving forward 
So thank you so much for listening. This was a really long waffle and I hope that I haven't I haven't made you feel bad about yourself. Does that sound weird? I think I just wanted to share where I'm at, what I'm feeling, what I'm worried about, what what I think is maybe nuanced that I would like to um see more of in the world and yeah yeah that's it thank you so much for listening um as always please leave a review that's really helpful if you have any feedback the form is still open i'll link to that in the show notes as well if there's anything else you want me to talk about let me know if there's some someone you think should be a guest let me know I think the future of this podcast is still a bit uncertain, not in a bad way, you know, I just changed the name, I've stopped doing new recordings over the summer, I'm going to bring the existing ones out in the coming weeks, and I'm thinking about a slightly different format for future interviews, there's just different questions that feel important to me now, I want to speak more about grief, about how people navigate the pandemic, about how they're being creative, and how they're practicing, and how they're doing rituals, and being in community and all that stuff so yeah hmm. wishing you a beautiful week bye